recording in progress. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Res Hockey, episode fifty, the five zero. The five zero. Which was fifty like five years ago. So. <laughs> so welcome to another uh, episode. I'm Trev, and with me as always is uh, Bush Dennis yep. Major. If you want yep, to search him me. on Facebook. Search them on Facebook and and uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> <It was> Wikipedia. <laughs> so uh, yeah, welcome. Uh, today is Monday, June twentieth. Hey, tomorrow's uh, Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. They're calling it now. Yeah. How come they? I thought it was Aboriginal Day. Or did they switch it to Indigenous Indigenous People's, Indigenous People's Day? Well, happy high high day tomorrow. Do you have yep. any plans? Since you work for a First Nation organization, you'll have tomorrow off. For the first plans? time in a, for the first time in uh, fifteen years, I'll be able to uh, enjoy being Indigenous. Enjoy being Aboriginal, Indigenous, Native Indian, whatever you want, whatever we're called now, politically correct. Do you no, like it? Do you like it when people call you Indian? No, not really. It just because it's just because it's used as an insult as well. It's, it's yeah. negative. Hey, what are you doing, you effing Indian? Like I've heard that many times growing up, especially playing hockey. Yeah, like what yeah. if a non-indigenous people person said, "Oh, he's uh, he's Indian." Like yeah. In the states, there's that's still pretty really bad the, that term but it's not it's still i mean there's still racism up here but they use well just the people that are pretty much racist say indian and people will say first nations are native but it, it's yeah. it's slowly getting better but there's still a long ways to go but eh, are you, like I, before i cut you off <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you do anything tomorrow uh, I'd probably go to either Harborfront or uh, I'm going to head up to Strucker's Field. Uh, my work, the, my organization that I work for, they're having a big Indigenous People Day at Strucker Field. If you're in Kenora, uh, they got free trip, truck fries. They're having a Bannock baking competition. They're going to have a mini powwow and they have a lot of activities for kids so it's going to be cool i gotta i vote well i volunteered to work at seven in the morning so it's gonna be a long day <laughs> what? yeah if we volunteer tomorrow for six and a half hours we get friday off oh hey there you go so, so i'm going to be working security oh nice i don't know why they need security for it i'm just gonna stand around and stand around and look good Feel like look Paul menacing, Blart. Paul Blart. You're gonna look like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for those who enjoy being indigenous, which we all do, happy Indigenous People Day tomorrow. Yeah, enjoy your day, and uh, and it's just not for Native people. It's for no. everyone who loves loves and sharing our culture. Yeah, there's many powwows. Starts at one, hopefully. So get out there and dance. Go out there and sing. Yep. yep. So should be interesting. But it's supposed to rain here in Kenora tomorrow. So Bush, you have to do something. Do a sun dance and I'll do a break dance. Probably hurt your hip again. <laughs> this already hurt. <laughs> Episode fifty. Uh, our guest for this week. He is a former. WHLer with Seattle Thunderbirds and Regina Pats. He was drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers and he attended the University of Saskatchewan where he played for the Huskies in Saskatoon from Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan, Mr. Roddy Ross. So, yeah, um, looking forward to having Ron on the show later on. He's, uh, to be honest, one of the best. First Nation Indigenous goalies in Canada right now. 
he has to be top three. Um, he's played for Canoe Lake, where they won the Freddie two years ago, and just this past May, they lost in the finals. So, just to show you how good of a tender he is, so I'm looking forward to that in three later. Now, because of the week, our famous because of the week, um, for this episode number 50. He is from Brandon, Manitoba. He is a friend of the show, Mr. Trevor Dysart, a.k.a. Yeah. Trevor Diceman. Uh, Trev has gave me some hockey cards, which I'm thankful. Um, actually, I never bought any hockey cards yet, so... <laughs> <laughs> I met Trev and... Uh, He's from Brandon. I don't think I mentioned that. And <laughs> he and I hung out together Friday afternoon. We watched some, watched some games at the Freddy in Saskatoon. Super nice guy. Uh, follow him on Instagram, Diceman Indigenous Cards. Uh, he, he'll uh, post a lot of uh, pretty awesome hockey cards. So give him a follow on Instagram and thanks. Mm-hmm. Trav, for all of the support, and we appreciate it. Do you have any shout-outs for this week, Dennis? Denny? Just uh, everybody that's coming out to enjoy our festivities tomorrow. Our festivities? Our festivities, meaning Indigenous people's festivities. I thought you were putting something on. No, I'm not that organized yet. <laughs> I got too much anxiety sometimes. They worry. I worry about stuff too much sometimes. Uh, just come out to the Harbor Fund, come out to Strucker's Field, enjoy the powwow, enjoy many things being offered, and just take in the culture, take in the sights, take in the sounds. Here in Kenora, there's a place called the, what is it called? The Ye Old Chip Truck. Ye Old Chip Truck, yeah. It's pretty, it's well known in Kenora and the area. So they'll be giving out free fries, man. Yeah. Um, the guy on our, our beer league team, Mr. Ryan Landon, owns the chip truck. So I want to be just walking in and, hey, man, <laughs> give me some, can I have some fries? They're homemade fries. Then they put salt and vinegar on them. So they're pretty. Oh. But with this. Gotta have some vinegar. Oh, yeah. So it's quite a lot of. Crap load of seagulls just looking for yeah. leftover leftover fries and sh- crapping on anyone, everyone. Yep. So, did you uh, watch the new Jurassic Park yet? Not yet. I went last night. It wasn't and? too bad. It wasn't too bad. Uh, it was. It's expensive now at the theater here in town. Yeah. How much is that? For me and Nick to go, and we had two medium popcorn and he had a small drink. It was like thirty-eight dollars. That's almost wow. like freaking Cineplex. It's prices. Of, uh, yeah, that's Silver City prices. Like holy geez, this is just a small theater here in town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before I forgot last week to mention, Happy Fathers, Happy Belated Father's Day to all the dads out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Forgot. Yeah. You forgot too, man. That's right. I know I did. So happy Father's Day to all you dads, yeah. uncles, mushrooms, um, uncles, brothers, baby daddies. Yeah. Out there. So I totally forgot yesterday. I mean, last week. So shout out to you guys. Yep. Keep on keeping on, man. Uh, as we speak, game three is just starting between Tampa Bay Lightning and Colorado Avalanche. Um, yep. How do you think that series is going so far? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you predict that's going to happen as well? I think the I think Colorado Avalanche are making the teams look stupid. Any team they're if they're playing, they're just St. Louis put up the best fight. Yeah, that's because they had a good coach behind that. 
or behind the go- the bench. Craig Ruby, yeah, Craig, Craig brother. No, all kidding aside, though, he, they he they walked over Nashville, didn't even break a sweat against Edmonton. Their toughest match was uh, St. Louis, six games. That's so six games, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, just they're they had a touchdown against the uh, defending champions, two time defending champions the, uh, the other night, seven rip. Oh. For game two, they Tampa Bay kept their goalie, and do you think he, they should have pulled him maybe after five? Yeah, yeah, maybe after the sixth goal, they probably should have said, "You know what? Just gotta go have a seat. Just brush off those six goals, like because you're a good goalie." <laughs> Imagine being a defenseman losing seven nothing, and you're like a minus five. Oh, you would feel like. Darnell Nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Tampa Bay has to bring in that Cal Foot though. Adam Foot's son. Yeah, yeah. He's a fast young kid. Well, you get well, Bogosian is actually pl- playing pretty good. Yeah. So what do you think Tampa Bay has to do to try to make this series interesting? Well, they gotta throw everything they got. But I don't know. You can't. It just seems like they got no answer. There's Nikushkin, Nikushkin, whatever his name is. There's Who? Gabriel Ladisgong. There's Nathan McKinnon. There's uh, there's Kale McCarr. Like, and they're missing Kadri, eh? Yeah, yeah. Like, can you imagine if Kadri was there? Like, the Leafs should have no, kept that guy. Jeez. Seems like the Leafs. A couple of Leafs are in the Stanley Cup Finals and uh, Conference Finals. But wait, no, they're playing for other teams. Yeah, they're. So a bunch you, of Oilers. You see, Pat, Pat Maroon's got a chance to get four cups. <laughs> and Pat Maroon played for the Oilers. Yeah, yeah. He won the cup year after he, the year he got traded to St. Louis. They should have kept him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, do, you oh, think, yeah. do you think Tampa Bay's done? I think they're done. I really do. Just, I said four games. You said five. I said five, so yeah. You might be right. And I might be right. You might be right. I think here they're running away from. They're just they just ran away with game two. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be different now because of the altitude, right? The, oh, the, probably the, the mile, mile highs. Oh no, yeah. no, they're uh, low yeah, altitude. Yeah, so. in Tampa in the heat. Okay, today is Monday. Then game four is on Wednesday. Yeah. So maybe game five, Friday or Saturday. So yeah, by the time our new ep- episode next week, the cup finals might be done. Yeah, and then if what? We're gonna pick a consummate winner. Who would you pick? Nathan McKinnon, no question. What about McCarr though? No. No. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said last week, yeah, there, there's not going to be a surprise if, if either of them win. Like, yeah, of course, if if Nathan McKinnon wins, he's gonna a humble leader. He is. He's gonna say, "Well, I really didn't do much. If, if anything, it was my, we had awesome defensemen, great goalie." Like, like, then that's just McCarr's gonna do that if he wins because he's gonna say, "Well, Nathan McKinnon was right up there." You know, they they don't they're not gonna publicly acknowledge that they that they deserve it, which is. And they they're very humble when they when they receive it, which is a good thing about hockey players. In uh, general. Like basketball players and LeBron James. You remember that one episode, one episode <laughs> interview? Maybe I don't know what when they wanted with with he wanted with the Lakers. He kept on saying I yeah. I I me me. He's like holy shit! <laughs> Oops, I swore. Ah, I didn't swear at all last game. Oh wait, I think he did. I think I did. I swore. Towards the end of the segment. So it shows you that what kind of player LeBron is always yeah. me and I compared to hockey Jordan. players. Yeah. It's just their attitude, their sports in general. So yeah, uh, I'll go with Makar. But Smythe. I like the fact that they're that they're both right-handed. There's hope yeah. for us. <laughs> There's hope for you, Bush. <laughs> yeah. In the 55 plus. In the 55 plus divisions. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just want to swear so bad. I know, but we have younger listeners. Younger listeners. They probably swear more than us, though. I get a burp. I know. It's not coming up. Maybe I need some traditional medicine, some ginger ale. Some ginger ale. Yeah, I was going to say that. AKA ginger ale. How common is it every time you're sick, you either get chicken noodle soup or ginger ale? You got to, as as a niche kid growing up. Yeah, mom. Why is that? How come I always got ginger ale? Ginger ale. Yeah. I liked it though, because it probably had those burped out all the gas stuff. Do you think that really works though, ginger ale? Is that a is that scientific this... proven fact, or is that just just a native remedy? Were you calling my mom a liar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ginger ale. Yeah. Like I don't know. Hmm. Who else drinks ginger ale when they're sick? Yeah. Who else? Let or us know. What's uh, a weird remedy that you used to do as a kid growing up that people would think is like, does that really work? <laughs> like Vicks, like Vicks on the feet too, like putting your socks on. And I don't know if that worked. Like when you have I a fever or know. cold. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to. Uh, Memorial Cup is happening tonight. It's starting. Yeah. John New Brunswick. And you got, just want to give a shout out to Braden. No, Brandon, sorry, Anderson out of, uh, from Six Nations. He plays for the Hamilton Bulldogs. They want an exciting uh, OHL finals over the Windsor Spitfires. And that one went game seven games. And to Edmonton Oil King, Logan. Oh, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Sorry. <laughs> Dawanek. Dawanek. Uh, so good luck to you guys as you guys try to win the Memorial Cup, which is one of the hardest trophies to win because you got to win your league. Then you got to play the winners of the WHL, OHL, Quebec Major Junior, and the host team. So that's a yeah, that's a long road. So good luck to Brendan and Logan as they compete to win. Anything else you need to say before we go to our interview? Um, nope. I'm good, nope. I think. All right, let's uh, head over and uh, let's join Mr. Roddy Ross. So uh, yeah. let's go. Let's go. Res Hockey would like to introduce you our guest for episode 50. He is from Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan, and Canoe Lake. He is a former tender in the dub, played for Seattle Thunderbirds and Regina Pats. He's currently going to school in Saskatoon, where he plays at the University of Saskatchewan. Uh, Red Hockey would like to welcome Mr. Roddy Ross. Welcome to the show, Roddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, how did you get started in uh, being a goalie? Uh, sometimes when kids are in minor hockey, they, they get thrown in to being a tender. Uh, did that happen to you? Um, I think, yeah, that was it. I mean, uh, I remember, I don't really remember it personally, but my dad told me about it quite a bit and he told people, so... I think there was one game when I was in, uh, I don't know what it would have been, maybe Pee or younger. And my dad, I wanted to try the net out. And he didn't want me to because he kind of had an idea what would happen <laughs> if I did like it. So then I think I tried it out. We ended up doing good. I think I must have played good or something. I really liked it. And then I pretty much stuck from there. And I think he knew he was pretty much trapped. So and then uh, <laughs> that's where that goalie journey became. Okay, um, you played in the WHL for Seattle Thunderbirds and the Regina Pats. Uh, how was that experience? Um, it was good. I mean, the real experience would have been in Seattle, where I played my two seasons, just because I think COVID kind of took a took a turn on 
a juniors, uh, I guess, season. I mean, it changed a lot from when there was no COVID and when there was COVID. So I think uh, the the two experiences were both unreal and I was uh, happy to be able to play my third season. But I think the real two seasons were in Seattle. And I thought that was, uh, it was really good. I mean, it was, uh, we had a lot of fun and we did pretty good for the young group we had of rebuilding there. And um, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's what I can say about my junior experience there. And then uh, obviously the COVID was hard and uh, Regina, I mean, you had to play in a bubble. It was no fans, so that was a little different and a little difficult to play in. But in the end, it was uh, we were just all happy, I guess, and able to play during the, those tough times. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Bush missed a question, so I'll, <laughs> I'll ask a question here. Uh, you had quite the journey before you played in the dub. Like you played Junior B in Onion Lake, then you played U18 in Tisdale, then in the AJ. So uh, how was it playing in those three leagues to help you play in the dub? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a roller coaster. I mean, I think that's kind of how my career has been so far. It was just a roller coaster. And um, I started off there, like you said, I went to, I was playing Junior B. And I had a I had a first good year of midget hockey on my uh, minor AAA, and then um, after that I thought I would be good enough to make it to the major AAA, and obviously it didn't work out. But that's when I decided I'd go work on myself, and I thought I would uh, just go have some fun, you know, and kind of loosen up and not take it so serious. So I went to play in Onion Lake Border Chiefs. And I have nothing but good things to say about those guys. I mean, they treated me well, and it was just a it was just a good reset for me. I had a lot of fun, and I met some great guys. And it was um it was just a time I used for myself to work on, I guess myself, and just enjoy the the hockey lifestyle while uh, being a young kid too. So after that, I had that season and uh, moved on there, and I thought I would go try out and. Tisdale, Saskatchewan. Um, they were unreal too. I had a great season. I also have nothing bad to say about those guys. I mean, Daryl Mann, he was an unreal coach. He he was good. And um, yeah, so I had a good season there. And that's when um, the AJHL scout of cameras, I think, want to give, give me a shot. And we talked, uh, we talked quite a bit. So that's when I kind of figured I had my heart set on cameras. I liked the place. I liked the, the city. It was good. The arena was nice. And um, from there, like I um, had a, I was doing good the first, first half of the season. And I kind of had interest in going in the WHL, but I, um, I was kind of just didn't want to really battle for a spot at that time. Cause I kind of didn't want to risk myself at going to school for after the AJ right yeah so so I ended up staying there for a bit and then they finally told me what's going on what they were going to do and how I had a spot in uh, Seattle so that's when I um that's when I said okay let's do it right after Christmas there and we ended up going forward with it and I had a unreal I guess um unreal second half in Seattle and we kind of took a turn and we uh, did really good. So I think it was, when I say a roller coaster, I mean, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty much how my career is. It's just been having some ups and downs, but a few more ups. So it's it's been really good from there. And that's uh, kind of how I got to where my junior career was, just from those uh, roller coaster of emotions when it comes to where I'm going to play. So going back to your junior career, is there one moment that you want to relive over? Like there's a particular favorite shift or game or something that you want to, that sticks out in your head? Um, for my junior career, I don't, I can't, I can't see uh, something where I'm really regretting on whether it's a game or whether it's uh, what I could have did some, I mean, uh, obviously everyone wants to say, well, I could have just worked harder. But, I mean, there's uh, nothing you can do about it now. And I think it's got to me where I am today. It's got me those accomplishments that I had. And I think that I'm just uh, grateful to, to get to where I am and obviously achieve what I achieved in my career so far. So I don't think there's a 
something where I can say that I think about and where there's something I can uh, just say that I wish I would have did because it's uh, built me to uh, who I am today, I guess. Uh, for goalie equipment, do you just get one pair of pads for the whole season or do you get maybe one or two? I I can't remember how that works for, for a junior goalie. Yeah, so the juniors you get, I mean, they they keep care of you really well. I think the the junior, um, the AJHL and stuff is different. I don't know if you get the the opportunity to get as much gear as you can. Just obviously with the money situation, it's probably different. But the WHL, they're um, they they treat their players like pros, and they they always um, they get you what you need. So if you need some, they'll get it to you right away. Or as soon as possible. So when it comes to goalie gears for me, I mean, I had two pad, I had two sets in a season sometimes. But it's all it's all depends how you prefer. Like if you prefer a fresher set, then they'll try work with you to get it, get you as many sets as you need. And if a person likes to wear an older set uh, throughout the season, then they'll do that too. You're a Vaughn guy, eh? Like, have you ever tried anything like Bauer, CCM, or anything like that? I'm a CCM guy. Oh, yeah. oh I thought you were Vaughn. No, CCM I've pretty much worn since, uh, yeah, since I was probably in, I think that's all I've worn pretty much. You know who I thought was a, uh, who was a Vaughn guy is, uh, who the hell's a Vaughn guy? I thought you were a Vaughn guy. Uh, <laughs> no. Huh. But yeah, like, like, do you like the new Velcro, like the new pads, or do you like the traditional strap? Well, I don't know. I, I think I'm getting pretty old now, so my back's getting <laughs> sore, so I just do the old strap. But uh, no, I don't, I don't mind. I think uh, it's... I think it's whatever you prefer. And for me, I like to try new stuff, but if I really like something, I'll just stick to, I'll just stick to it. And I guess until I can't anymore, but right now I think I'm um, sticking to the, the clips and not really going to the Velcro as much, but I think this season might change a bit and I might try something new, but for right now, I think I like to stick to the, to the old straps and stuff. You currently play for the University of Saskatchewan Huskies. How is it playing for a former Stanley Cup winning coach and uh, Mike Babcock? Yeah, that, I get that one a lot. I mean, he he was unreal. Obviously, it's uh, obviously he has a he has a bad rep. What some people think, <laughs> but but for me and I thought he was uh, he was great. He was he treated us all well. He was. Um, he was really professional. He just uh, he would tell you how it is if you got a question, so you're not playing mind games, which is really nice. I mean, uh, he was good. It was it was an experience. Not much people can say that that they got a coach from him at this level. And um, yeah, I got nothing bad to say about him. He was good. He was good to us, and uh, it was unfortunate that we couldn't, I guess, go as far as we wanted to. But he was he was good, and he. Uh, he really, he really cared for us, and he didn't only teach us about hockey, but he taught us about, I guess, uh, life skills too, which is really, I mean, good to see. You get the, you get a couple coaches that would do that, and he was one of them. So that was, uh, it was really good. Uh, sorry, Roddy, I'm gonna go back in time. I went to Bemidji State University, and I, and I got to know a lot of the hockey players, and they had some of them had trouble making the transition coming right out of junior to, from a student athlete. Uh, was there, how did you have, did, was it hard for you? Um, yeah, and uh, I think it still is just because I'm not a school guy. So uh, I think it's, um, I think it's, it's definitely a change. I mean, you have to, you have to balance out school and hockey, which is, I guess, most hockey players don't want to do when it comes down to it, because that's all they want to do is play hockey. But it's, uh, it's also, it's also, uh, it's it's good. It sets you up for life, I guess. Uh, being a grown up, it shows you how you have to balance stuff out in order to make it work or make whatever works. So, 
I think it was uh it was different when it came down to the game aspect, not playing as much games and you were still practicing a lot, but you don't play as much games as you wanna. Like we had twenty games this last season. Plus uh the well not including the playoff games, but still it was uh it was a huge difference when you're playing sixty games during a season in the juniors. But um it's just it's an adjustment. I mean yeah, some people can do it. Some people, it takes them a little time. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much it. It was it was challenging, but you gotta you got to be able to figure that out if you want to, I guess, uh, keep going and want to have a good season and also keep your grades up and make sure you're passing those classes. Did uh, Babcock ever bag skate you guys? <laughs> um <laughs> I don't think so. No, I can't think of one. And if he did, I don't think I would tell you. <laughs> uh, what are you studying in school right now? Right now I'm in arts and science. Right on. So, yeah. So I'm thinking of, uh, I don't know what my end game is yet, but I'm kind of uh, just looking out, you know, looking uh, what, what fits right for me, what I think that I am going to enjoy the most. Uh, you were drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers back in uh, 2019. How special was that moment? It was it was uh, really special. That would that would be the highlight of my career. I think you guys are going to ask that question, but that would be the highlight of my career. And it was also it was not only great for me; it was great for my family. It was a it was a huge milestone. I mean, it was just happy to see them. I guess uh, just so proud and see all the work that they put in and the things that they done done for me in order to get that achievement. So it was just, uh, it was unreal. It was, it was a great feeling and I don't think I'll ever forget it. Uh, Trevor skipped the question. So I'm going to correct him on that. Yeah, you did. Anyways, so, uh, who are some of the players that you, that you looked up to and tried to uh, emulate their, their style? Yeah, that one I think would have to be uh, Carey Price. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I think if I was gonna be a a player, it'd have to I'd have to be a sniper like Ovechkin. So that's pretty much it. And uh, players I looked up to, but a uh, but a huge one was always Carey Price. I always liked that he was uh, First Nations, and um, he also came from a small small community. So I think he would just be a guy that I would always uh, look up to, and I like the way of his style of play. How do you think he stayed so calm in shootouts, like like the World Juniors when he was playing against the U.S. in that one semifinal, and he was so calm and so relaxed? Like, how, how are you goalies like that when it's so tense in that game situation? Um, yeah, I mean, it's... I think that's when you know that you you love to do it, and I think that's when you know that's what you love to do because when you can get that comfortable in a situation like that, I think that's when you just know that uh, yeah, this is this is sports for me or this position, I guess, or whatever. I mean, that's how you know that that's it. If you're that comfortable, if and you can have fun while you're doing it, I think um, yeah, I think it just all comes down to. If that's uh, if that's how much you love it, then I guess you could just be that comfortable doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So you played on the Freddy for Canoe Lake Young Guns, where the team won the championship and lost this past year. How is it playing in the best of the best tournament like that? Um, it's it's great. It's uh, it's 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 a huge it's a huge honor. I mean, it's. It's not much people can, uh, not much people from the north or wherever uh, First Nations uh, can say that you've won it and also went to second, get second place and almost win a back to back. But even just representing your community, getting the chance to represent your community is just huge. I mean, that was huge for me. And that's something that I try to do as much as I can. is just being able to play in those tournaments for my uh, my community and just, I guess, giving back to them when it comes down to it and just showing that uh, and just having the pride to be there with the guys that I have grew up, I guess, sometimes watching, whether it was playing in those tournaments or 
just grew up playing when I was a young boy, just uh, sitting on the bench, just trying to be there. But I got busy with pretty with uh, pretty busy with hockey, and I wasn't able to make those tournaments. But I just thought of how sweet it would be to play for my community because that's all you can play, right? Is those tournaments for them. So I think uh, for me, it's just huge. I mean, that's one way that I like to give back a lot to, and I'll play my best whenever I can for them. So for me to for us to go and do that last year and this year is just uh, I think it's unreal. It just shows how how strong our community is and how much great hockey players we have coming from there. Uh, Bush and I watched the quarterfinal game that Sunday morning when you guys played uh, PBCN and you guys played Devon Buffalo. And that too, I was thinking about for the Vaughn stuff. I know Devon, yeah. where's, where's the, yeah, the yeah. Vaughn? But how like awesome was it to, and much respect towards Devon, to have a game in that caliber, that be a one nothing game. Like that could have been a championship game and you both of you stood on your head and like how much respect was it to face a guy like Devin, who was a guest <laughs> of the show and super nice guy. Yeah, no, he's, he, it was unreal. He's actually a good buddy of mine. And we, uh, we work together with uh, goalie schools. He has a uh, Wanska athletics there. He has that uh, group he started whatever. It's unreal group. And um, we run a lot of goalie schools, and he's he's a great guy. He's so down to earth. Um, I have nothing bad to say about him. But, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a tough morning there. <laughs> Holy man. I was, trying to, I was trying to take him out that night before, too. I told him I'd pay for everything. <laughs> he didn't want it. But, uh, no, it was, it was good. That was a huge game. We, he played unreal. And I, um, yeah, we, we both battled and it was a one zero game. I mean, you can't get much better than that. Yeah. So, um, no, it was a great game. He's a great guy. He's, uh, he's really nice. He's, and, uh, he's also a guy that, um, if I have any questions, I'll send him a text too. If I got to ask anything, he's been to the school route. So he knows what he's talking about and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I have nothing to say about Devin. He's a great guy. Any players come to mind that you uh, that played at the tourney that that you think that could play at that pro level? Because there was so many good players that they're more than just a beer leaguer. I think <laughs> a lot of these guys could play pro hockey. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, hidden hidden players out there that are that can make the show, but obviously you not know, just uh, some might not have the jump to do it, which is hard coming from, I guess, a northern community. I mean, you don't have the access as most players do. But there's um, there's a lot of talented kids out there that I saw. I don't think there's one that I can think of or anything. I know there was lots that I saw. I think I was uh, just trying to rest the old body up there so I didn't cramp up on Sunday. So I didn't watch too much hockey as I could. But there's uh, no, there's a lot of talented kids and uh, still a lot of older guys that are still really grinding out there. So it's that just shows how much uh, how eager they are to play in that tournament and what they'll do for it. So yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of talented kids out there, and I don't think I can remember uh, too much names that I can single you, out. What do you think about the tournament? Like last year, you guys played five games on a Sunday and this year was four. Do you think the tournament should go to maybe two or three games on the Sunday instead of the four and five? Sorry? Do you think that the, that the Freddies should only play maybe two to three games on that Sunday instead of the four games or five games that you played in the past? Yeah, I mean... Uh... I mean, there's so many ways to think about it. Like, uh, obviously, it would be, it would be better, or it would be, I mean, more beneficial for us if we played more games from the Thursday to the Saturday, and you have like two or three Sunday games. But I think that also takes away the tournament grind aspect of. That's yeah. why the best of the best make it, because you have to play that five games on a Sunday, because that's a. Uh, I think that's the biggest part of who can actually do it and who, who, who dies out. So I, I don't know. I think I think uh, there's reasons why they do it, but 
I think um, maybe that's, yeah, I think it just takes away the aspect of the grind of Sunday hockey. Um, what advice do you have for young players coming up in the game? Uh, so advice for young players, I mean, don't stop. Try to stay away from, I guess, that uh, that social media drag that they that you see a lot of. I mean, it's it's uh, just keep having fun. Um, don't yeah, just don't stop. I mean, uh, who cares what your friends are doing on the weekends or yeah. Yeah. during the week? Make sure you're make sure you're just keeping on keep on grinding. Obviously, you make sure you put in the work, but uh, you can have fun, but make sure you're putting in the work. You know, it's not it's not just gonna. You know, you can't take the talent anymore. You got to have the talent and the work. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just keep working hard, stay positive for yourself, and just keep having fun. Also, don't don't take it to the extreme where it's becoming uh, becoming something you're not enjoying. So, make sure you're sticking to that. Uh, make sure you're having fun out there, and don't think of it as um, don't think of it as uh, something you have to do. It's something you get to do in the end. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think that my that's my biggest advice is just keep having fun and yep. just keep working hard. Well said. Uh, before we let you go, we'll we always finish our interviews with the famous five rapidness questions. So I'll we'll ask you five quick questions. Uh, so we're just... talking brutal honesty here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Number one: baked or fried bannock. <laughs> Oh, oh, I think I'd have to go with fraud. Number two, ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain? <laughs> I can't say I have. No, my billet houses. My billet moms would be a little confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number three, ever see Ernest Mooney ass live in concerts? I've never seen him live, but I saw him play at Freddy there. That's about it. Oh, yeah, he was at the opening yep. ceremonies, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, number four, Indian taco or what's the other one, Bush? Bannock burger. Bannock burger, burger or Indian taco? Uh, Bannock burger. Uh, fifth and last question, can you jig? <laughs> yeah, I got a mean jig, yeah. I can jig. <laughs> Is it on that? Uh, any social media posts or is it on yeah. YouTube or anything? <laughs> no, don't even bother looking. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. All right. Comes yeah. All right, Roddy. Uh, we thank you for taking time yeah. out of your schedule to come on the show. We appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, no problem. I mean, thanks for having me. It's, it's I've seen a lot of those podcasts and they're all great to listen to. So, I'll be, uh, that's, uh, thanks for having me here and it was a lot of fun yeah and hopefully yep. uh, I see you at the country what is it called? country <laughs> I don't know what it's country called thunder. Country, country thunder, thunder. <laughs> yes yeah I hope you see yeah. you out there yeah sounds good alright man take it easy okay. alright see, see you guys bye I got it Hey guys, welcome back. That was a great interview with Roddy. It's a, like I've been saying for a lot of these episodes that it's good to have these guests on and to tell their their story and how they made it to Major Junior and now Roddy's playing U Sports in Saskatoon for the Huskies. So it's it's good for you young listeners to listen to Roddy and a lot of the former guests tell their stories and yeah. Use that as motivation to get to that next level. So thanks again, Roddy. Okay, for this week's uh, Res Hockey Top 5, we are going with Top 5 powwow singing groups since it's the summertime, yep. powwow season. With this pandemic winding down, knock on wood, mm-hmm. it's uh, – a lot of communities throughout Turtle Island are having their annual summer powwow again, which is good to see. Uh, I think the best part of going to a powwow is just interacting with your brothers and sisters, meeting new friends, dancing, and just listening to the drum. Um, plus, 
eating the odd bannock burger and Indian taco, right? Mm-hmm. So there's so many different great different things you could do at a powwow, and it's uh, it really helps your mind and your body if you're uh, if you if you if you really need to what's the word rejuvenate and heal yeah that's a good one reset yourself yes and uh, we got even meditate yes elevate (laughs) yeah elevate while you're meditating oh (laughs) uh so yeah here's our top five yeah power singing groups and fyi Bush can be a lead singer for any of these five groups. So, (laughs) (laughs) just no comment. Number Uh, five, all the way from Twin Cities in Minnesota, Midnight Express. They're a well known uh, power singing group. (laughs) Travel all over Turtle Island. Yeah. Um, Okay. Number four. From Saskatchewan, Blackstone. And yeah. we're not talking about the TV show. <laughs> uh, number three, from Alberta, Stony Park. Uh, number two, from Saddle Lake, Alberta. These guys are really well-known. I think these guys won Grammys. Mm-hmm. Northern Cree. And the number one, the top five Powell singing group, Number one is our boys uh, from Whitefish Bay, Ontario, the Whitefish Bay Singers. Yeah. (laughs) Like our past hosts and cut of the week, uh, Freeman Spuddy White. He's a part of the group and like AJ, Ryan. Yeah. uh, I'm drawing a blank. Randy. Did I say Randy? No, you didn't. Uh, Wob's on there. Then Miyagi. Eight, uh, Gray Fox mm-hmm. and my uh, our late friend Mr. Ryan White was a big yep. part of uh, Wade Fresh Bay Singer so those uh, those guys are pretty close friends with them and great group of guys uh, all these groups are top notch singers and they're well known throughout Troll Island and they make the big box we should be singers and go out there and make big bucks. No, yeah, why not? <coughs> Can you do it? I'll do it if you do it. Okay. <laughs> if anyone's holding tryouts, yep. let us know. <laughs> what are you looking at? You look so interested. Uh, you know, this and that. No, I'm just looking at the scrolling to see what uh, one of our next topic. There's some really outrageous charges charges i know charges but uh uh documentation <laughs> whatever you want to call it for what the boston bruins bar tab <coughs> just because uh it went viral or it went viral again because someone shared it someone's keeping it alive on social media when did the uh bruins win the stanley cup the first cup i think was 2011 is this or, the, or, or that's the that's the party that everybody that that screenshot is being shared. Okay, let's go through the list. They got one bottle of a Bacardi for three hundred bucks. Yeah, eighteen Red Bull sugar free at five bucks a pop, so ninety dollars. Eighteen Red Bull at five bucks, so that's ninety. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll one, just do the big ones. Look at that nine <laughs> bottles of. Uh, I'm guessing that's Grey Goose. Grey Goose. Five thousand four hundred bucks. Or so it just says Bug Goose. I don't know what that is. Three bottles of nine Captain of Morgan. Nine hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks for a bottle of Captain Morgan. Nikes. Um, even Jagermeister shots are fifteen bucks. The various drink chargers, and then oh twenty. Oh, here you go. There's a champagne. One bottle. Uh, champagne Midas. I, I did a I did a little bit googling on Google machine on that. There were only six bottles in the world of that Midas champagne, and uh, I don't think they drank it. I think they sprayed it around, <laughs> or maybe they put it in the cup and they drank it. But yeah, 
ten thousand dollars it looks like for one bottle that midas oh is that, is that am i reading that right or is it one more zero <gasps> yeah that's 10 g's no oh that's 100 g's that's 100 grand you better put on your shoemist readers yeah <laughs> i had to zoom in on my screen oh <laughs> man so 136 Bud Light, $680. That sounds like a night out for you. <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, these are crazy prices, right? Like, yeah. These 26ers or these 40s, like the Grey Goose and stuff, like the Captain Morgan. Um, I don't know. <laughs> these are bootlegger prices, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who has like one Corona? Like who brought this person to the Stanley Cup party? <laughs> seven Jack Daniels, seven shots. That's it. Come on, what kind of party is this? <laughs> Ten Grey Goose shots. Oh, boring. That's that's probably just one player. <laughs> if this was if and this hockey team had the money, I bet they could probably do this. Or maybe like way or more after North American. The liquor was nine thousand six hundred eighty-three. The beer was seven hundred forty-four. The yeah. wine was hundred thirteen thousand six hundred fifty-four. Oh. Who goes to a Stanley Cup party and drinks wine? Like, come on. Maybe they uh, maybe they had a good meal and they had wine with uh, you know some steak. Yeah, that that would that'd be totally be you drinking the wine. <laughs> The tax was seven thousand six hundred forty in the service charge, which is the tip, uh, twenty four thousand eight hundred sixty nine dollars. Imagine yeah. being a waitress for that Server, night. Yeah, you get well most of that tip, right? Like, yeah. So the total was one hundred fifty six thousand six hundred seventy nine dollars and seventy four cents. Okay, when I win Lotto Max, we'll see if we could beat this. Okay. Bring a group of, of the boys and sick. Oh, speaking of celebrations and that, you did you see who was making the rounds fishing in Norway House? Yes. That's uh, very, very good. Oh, that was so cool when you, when you see that. The, ladies and gentlemen, the Norway House Bruins took the the cup, the little trophy they want, little trophy that. Uh, trophy. Did you lift the thing and things like forty pounds, no. thirty pounds, man? It's heavy. It's a this that's a what do you call it? Championship trophy? It's not really. Yes, it's a trust. It's a trophy. It's a trust trophy of uh, the Freddie Saskamoose tournament. <laughs> Championship trophy. Something like that. Whatever he said. Yeah, they took it fishing for the weekend. Norhouse. It's really awesome. Well, they get it for. Do they get it for the month, the year, or do they? I think each player gets it. And uh, I saw on Skyler's Facebook that they're going to the Country Thunder and outside Regina. So, oh, nice. The Country Fest. Oh, breaking news, guys, that uh, the Chief Young Eagle Arena, the Craft Hockey Belt 2021 winners, the NHL teams that will be playing Saturday, October 8th is the Ottawa Senators, Montreal Canadiens. Oh, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. That'd be um, awesome if Price the Stanley was 100... will be there. Yeah, that'd be awesome if Price was 100% healthy in place. Uh, team practice, they're doing that, and they're having a community celebrations. And uh, hope we got the invite to go. To uh, Big Cove, yeah, or they call it El Sepatoke. So, uh, yeah, man, let's go. Yeah. You better ask now if you have permission to go. <laughs> oh, jeez, we'll, we'll 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 do some fundraising. Yes, uh, I'm excited to go, man. Yeah. Oh, I don't. There'd be a trip of a lifetime. That's for sure. Bring our hockey bags. See if we can get on. Flex we our probably, stick. We could probably sit in the lobby and, like, you know, team practice. Practices. Or you want to be more funny if you just sneak. Then when they have practice, they start doing drills. Yeah. <laughs> really slow. 
What if someone head, comes head on down, head down looking at the puck at all times? What if Josh Anderson comes out on Montreal and just levels you? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just saw this on Facebook right now. So that's awesome. Yeah. Saturday, October eighth. So we'll be in New Brunswick that day. So right on. What else? What we were talking about before that? Forget. We're talking about the Bruins bar tab and how much it would, uh, if we won Auto Max, if, uh, you know. Try to outmatch it and outdo them. But where are we going to find a restaurant that sells 300 bucks? Or yeah. Go, go party at a bootleggers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not endorsing bootlegging or. No. We don't buy from bootlegs. FYI, we just want to make it that clear that yeah, we don't endorse it and we don't agree with what they do. So <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, though. Uh, question: Should the NHL and other leagues remove the shootout and have three on three for ten minutes instead of the five the five minute band shootout? I think they, it's fine the way it is. They should never, ever have put the shootout to establish a champion during a championship game, like a gold medal game. Canada lost twice because of that. That's what I think. It should overtime until someone scores. In championship games and playoffs, full full period of overtime. But there's no shootout in the playoffs, and I'm not. I know that's good. That's because they listen. That's that's because they listen to me. I'm, I'm talking about the shootout to in, in the internationals. But um, but I said they should the NHL and other leagues. Oh, sorry. I, I was just I, I was just thinking about who we could have with a lot of max to break break that record. It'd be you. Stop. <laughs> First person, uh, oh, Bush, just picking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd be you because you drink that wine crap, and <laughs> there goes that's a hundred G's right there. <laughs> popping these expensive bottles. Do you ever Google like expensive wine bottles and just look at them? No. No. No, if I don't. you win Lotto Max, if you ever win Lotto Max, would you have a wine cellar in your your basement in your house and just be like Mario Lemieux and just have like a wine collection? I think I would. Yeah. Yeah. And for supper, oh, for supper, I have a 1965 <laughs> <Yeah>. baby duck. <laughs> a baby duck. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. What are you getting thirsty? <laughs> <laughs> Baby duck. Baby duck. Oh my God. Do you remember when it used to be called cold duck? Cold duck, yeah. Yeah. I remember growing up as a kid at my grandparents' house in a spare bedroom. <laughs> you know, my grandpa used to put baby duck in the drawers all the time and hide them. <laughs> <clears throat> Six, how much is Lotto Max tomorrow? 60 mil, eh? Only 60 million. Only 60 mil. Yeah. I would be a nice guy and give my two-week notice and just then quit. Cool. Use your uh, use your holiday hours. Yeah, my holidays, vacation, yeah. sick days, c- cultural days, and mental oh, health days, family days. We get up all those days at yeah. work. Do you? I don't know yet. I think Probably. Ah, uh, what, what else is it gonna say? Sixty million. Sixty yeah, million. I'd, I'd go, I'd, uh, I'd, I would build another arena here in Kenora and just have it all year year round. I wouldn't have it year round. No, I would. No. I know I wouldn't. That's just me though. Yeah, that's it'd be, it'd be, be multi use uh, facility. Well, look at it, the one here in Kenora. Both ice surfaces are not being used, and I don't think anyone uses the rack. No. The ice surfaces or the cement surfaces now. You could have the uh, farmer's market in there. Yeah. Do you think that's big enough? 
I never, all the years that I live in Kenora, I've never been to a farmer's market. Uh, Not once. So. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, summer's going to be here. Tomorrow's the first official day of summer. Do you have any Long, plans? Longest day of the year. Do you have any plans for this summer? Are they just being deadly? Try and stay hydrated. I'm going to use my fast running shoes to start jogging again. My yeah. new balance. <laughs> We gotta oh we gotta we gotta start golfing because uh, we gotta try and beat the print gear. Oh yeah, they won. Yeah, this oh. past weekend. I think Tampa Bay just scored it by the sounds of the arena. Yeah, Tampa Bay scored. Are you uh, going anywhere this summer? Do you like what are your plans? Just go to Winnipeg, go nope, to Costco. Just Winnipeg, maybe Costco. I don't no no major travel plans with, with Sue and I. No. Um, definitely in the fall, maybe, but not not in the summer. No, I don't think. I mean, you guys are not going to go to no concerts. Uh no, nothing in the summer. But we are going to stand up comedian though in the first weekend of uh, September though. Who's that? It's Jeremy Hots. I've Jeremy seen him a couple Hots. times. Jeremy Hots. Hots. I've seen him a couple times already. He's funny. He's a funny guy. I've never heard of him. Google him. He's a, some good jokes. Him. Hmm. He's playing at Club Regent. Oh, Club Regent. Yeah. Fancy place. <laughs> yeah. You know, you well, hit the big good. time when you're playing at the Club Regent in yeah. Winnipeg. Well, we don't have to drive anywhere. We just stay at the hotel there. And just get right lit. There's a, I guess we went, I can't remember who we saw at the, at the Regent. On New Year's one year, it's that. What's that? Uh, Helix? No, Helix. Har- Harlequin. Oh yeah. And you know where the, like the outside of that, the, like before you go in and check your tickets and stuff to go into that. Yeah. Like where that lottery booth in that era. I guess mm-hmm. they had like a, a dance floor there, <laughs> and they had a DJ playing, and they had a open bar and I guess I was just hammered dancing. Oh my really god. <laughs> Maybe I'll post a video of that. <laughs> just dancing much with a whole bunch of old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy New Year's. Yeah. Uh so that's your summer plans. They just stay yep. around town and chill out. Chillax, yeah. All like, season. All season just train. Yeah. Like uh off season I got more. Like, yeah, I got I got ten months or so for Avaleth, so I gotta train. <laughs> uh what was I gonna say? The ice comes in in July. Are you gonna skate in July or no? Uh, I'm gonna get the rust off the blades and then go for a little skate, probably hope in July. Because we got August long weekend, there's an old timers tournament here in Kenora, so yeah. Hmm. Well, my plans, I think me and Nick are going to go on a trip to go watch uh, his favorite country singer, Morgan Wallen, outside Regina. That's in July. Then I get to go for work. I get to go to Toronto for a Blue Jays game. Oh, nice. I'm not sure who, what time and August, and we're going to go watch the Scorpions in Toronto. So that should be, uh, I should hit you like a hurricane. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so, oh. someone else scoring? I know, apparently, it's one all. Huh. I'm just checking. Yeah, one one. Who got That's it? Cool. Landis Cog. See? I think uh, then, uh, when they four, win it, uh, McKinnon's going to give the cup cup to him since he's been one of the longest yeah. serving Avalanche players. And uh, I, Anthony Sorelli got it from three-time cup winner Pat Maroon. Hmm. Oh, it's good that other 
players are scoring. McKinnon hasn't scored yet, eh? No. In the finals? I don't think he has. I've been a Colorado fan since they've been the Colorado. When were they called? Colorado Rockies. Were they called the Rockies? Yeah, they were called the Rockies. Back when Don Cherry was the, the coach. Back when they, yeah. <laughs> and Lanny McDonald played for them. All right, guys. Uh, yeah. I guess we'll go, man. Uh, yeah. Like I said, happy Indigenous Peoples Day on the 21st. Be proud of who you are and never be ashamed of being Indigenous. Um, be proud of our culture. And we're, uh, we love to laugh. We love to share stories. and mm-hmm. Keep being who you are and don't ever let anyone tell you anything less. Yeah. So I'm proud to be Cree. Bush is proud to be himself. <laughs> Bush is proud to be a Ojibwe. Yeah. Even though it's not cool, like the Crees. Cool. So, again, be proud of who you are, guys. Yeah. So, with that being said, thanks for joining us for another episode of Res Hockey. Yeah. We appreciate it. And we will see you guys next week. So, take it easy. Peace. Peace.